welcome to the Women Who Can podcast, and more importantly, the Business Boss Lady series. Over the next six weeks, you are in for a treat, as I have had the pleasure in interviewing some of the most incredible powerhouse women in the entrepreneur space that we live in. Together, we chat through their confident stories, what held them back at the beginning of their journey, and how they went from the woman who can to the woman who has. So buckle up because you are in for an empowering, inspiring and sensational ride. And me, as your host, Becky, I cannot wait to share their stories with you. So let's do this. My second guest on the Business Boss Lady series is the beautiful Sophie Thorne. Sophie is a serial entrepreneur and business strategist who helps women to make the shift from that solopreneur to CEO so they can scale their business with absolute ease. She really works with female entrepreneurs looking to streamline their strategies, create that scalable system and develop a CEO mindset. We talk all about your success journals, looking back and seeing how far you've come and really taking our learnings to make us grow into the women that we become. Enjoy! Hello everyone, welcome to Women Who Can. I am so excited. Um, the wonderful Sophie, and she is going to introduce herself. I'm going to let her do the, the talking, but we're going to be deep diving into both mindset and business today and talking all things CEO, and I cannot wait. So welcome, Sophie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, I'm Sophie. I'm a business strategist. And what that means is I help female entrepreneurs create consistent and sustainable income so that they can scale their business with ease. I love that. I love that. And don't we all want that? (laughs) Scaling the business with ease. (laughs) Um, Tell us a little bit about how you got started, kind of what was your journey, I suppose, into entrepreneurship and into your business. Hmm, great question. So I know lots of people sort of start these these, these uh, answers with, I was a born entrepreneur. I definitely <laughs> was not a born entrepreneur at all. I definitely fell into this. So I started my career as a strategy consultant and I worked with big FTSE 500, uh, mainly financial services organizations. And the focus was very much on strategy, processes and people. So strategy and operations. And I actually really loved my job. I know it's um, not very popular to say (laughs) I learned a lot from it. I didn't love the travel. I didn't maybe love some of the clients that I was working with. So there were the job itself, I loved and I learned lots from, but the, the things that sat around it, not so much. So I left and I, I did something similar for a series of startups. So sort of the strategic and operational side of things. So first I was head of ops for an ad tech startup, and then I became COO of a drinks company. And then I finally made the leap and started my first business, which was an e-com business, which I launched grew and then exited um, after about two, two and a half years. And then honestly, I found myself a little bit at a loose end. I had all of this experience and I wasn't, I wasn't ready and didn't necessarily want to start another product-based business. I was like, how can I combine everything I've done so far? 
And so I started asking people whether they needed help with their startups. It, it literally, you know, that's what I mean about falling into it. And bit by bit, kind of word of mouth that grew. And, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to make this official. So <laughs> then I had a an Instagram page and, and all of the rest. But it, it, it very much happened by accident, a happy accident at that. But, but it did very much happen by accident. Oh, I love that. And I think sometimes that's the most incredible things is when things just happen without you having to force it or, you know, be worried about it or come from a place of fear. And sometimes that's where the magic happens the most, isn't it? So that's so wonderful to hear, right? I'm sure. Uh, so going into a little bit of mindset, um, for those who follow me know I'm all about the mindset and that's pretty much the focus of my business. But I want to know who the kind of girl was when you started your business and how was her mindset different to how it is today or how is your mindset different today to it, how it was back then? Nice. Yeah, no, I love that. So I think, the, you know, as, as I just mentioned, this current business is my second business. So I definitely got to make a lot of my mistakes the, the first time around and I guess what I maybe didn't mention when I when I was just sort of telling the story of my journey is I actually wanted to start my first business years before I did. So when I left that corporate um, job, I already knew that I wanted to start my own business. I, I'm a terrible employee and I don't really like working for other people. I do not like being told what to do. Um, so I, I knew that that's what I wanted, but I didn't believe that I could do it. And so that's kind of, I think, where the mindset bit comes in. So my thinking was, well, I'll work for other people's businesses. And, and as I said, I sort of worked for a couple of startups for two years before I, I finally took the plunge. So I think the, the biggest difference between then and, and where I'm at, at now is, is you know, just believing in myself, you know, that sounds basic, but not easy to do. And that, that I've now developed, um, I guess, a success mindset, a CEO mindset, you know, with a real belief in, in both myself and indeed the women that I work with. I, when you do your, I am a qualified coach, even though I, I term myself a business strategist. And when you do that, you're taught that your clients are whole and they've got the answers within themselves. And I think that's so important. Of course, you'll know this as well. And, and so that, that mindset, that belief in myself, or that belief isn't just in myself it's actually in the in the, the people that I work with and and for anyone listening who maybe doesn't feel like they're here yet it definitely did not happen overnight and I'm a hundred percent still prone to to moments where I lack confidence but I think growing that belief in myself and, and cultivating it and and tending to it if you will because I think you, you do have to kind of keep doing that and I'm sure we'll discuss that later that has been the key to kind of to my success and and, and to the kind of then and, and, and now yeah, I love absolutely everything you just said, <laughs> 100%. And I think that's the thing is that I see a lot of people reaching for the strategy first and reaching for, okay, like, what do I need to do? What hashtags do I need to do? What do I need to do? And actually, they forget to look inside, first of all. And this is what I'm trying to kind of shout to the rooftops is that, you know, we have to believe in ourselves in order to go forwards with that strategy. You can have the best strategy ever, but the, if the belief's not there, it doesn't follow through does it so I just love everything you said about that and you know I'm a massive massive believer of being very transparent on social media and I let everyone know you know I am not unicorns and fairies all the time <laughs> like I have to still go through my own stuff and I know what to do so it's so refreshing I think for people to to hear that and to be like wow okay we're not alone so i i really appreciate you sharing that too so that kind of brings me on to very nicely to my next question which was um what was your biggest limiting belief when you first started this journey so i think 
like many women, charging my worth was incredibly hard at the beginning. I did actually believe in what I had to offer. I I got it the hard way, but having successfully grown my, my first business, I, I, I knew what I was doing, or I felt like I knew what I was doing, but I really struggled with the idea of charging appropriately for it. And I had to do a lot and still have to do again, you know, just to be completely transparent, a lot of money mindset work to, to get to where I'm at now. And, and this is actually now something, and I'm sure you must cover it as well, something I do with most of my clients, because unfortunately, I think it's something that most of us, and, and by us, I have to say women, do struggle with. Um, and the consequences, um, the consequence, it's a mindset issue, if you will, but the consequences are practical and if you're not charging enough your business isn't viable and, and then you might be likely to give up and and so it's got the it's one of those you know all limiting beliefs are, are a struggle right but it's one of those limiting beliefs that, that really transcend the mindset and and the practical more strategic side of things and and so it, it's a beast but definitely yeah. something i struggle with yeah definitely and i think that's the thing like a lot of people obviously know that they have these um limiting beliefs and they do become tangible things you know a lot of us i think a lot of people outside of the self-development world don't understand that actually what we think and feel and act become tangible things in our life you know how we behave how we do things and what happens in our reality whereas when you get into this side of things you're like wow you know this is actually so important for me to be doing like this money mindset and i am with you on this like a hundred percent I had to do and still are doing so much work on that because it was such a tangible thing in my business if I didn't believe the money could come in then how would I ever make my business run so yeah it's it's so true it's you know we very we very rarely think okay well actually how is this affecting my business my day-to-day -day life so yeah I definitely think that's something for people to think about if you are listening and thinking oh it's only a limiting belief it's you know I'll keep pushing it down I'll keep brushing it under the carpet <laughs> but actually what's it affecting I suppose you know day-to-day and -day. Um, what was kind of one of the biggest um, or what's the what's the one mindset practice that you use that you have used the whole time and you still do today that you kind of brought in and why do you do that yeah and um, so i also I, i'll share it in a second but i i do it but i also almost force my clients to do this, <laughs> this particular one i think it's just so powerful um i call it a success journal um when i talk about it with my clients i actually i, I do mine electronically and it's called the one thing but, but what it is is that at the end of every day i put the date and one success one thing that i did that day and i then go back and i've obviously i'm, I'm two years into my business i then go back and i look at where i was on so we're recording this on the 3rd of september 2020 i will go back and look at where i was on the 3rd of september 2019 and then i will go back and look at where i was on on the 3rd of September 2018 so two things that you know the two reasons I do it and then you might be able to speak to the science a little bit more than, than I can but one is that moment of gratitude if you will or that moment of, of sort of wallowing in, in in a very positive sense of the word in that success that you've had and it can be personal or professional it can be small or large it actually doesn't matter so I think that is the first component of why I find it so powerful and, and why my clients do too. And the second thing is that looking back to see how far you've come, which I think speaks to, to, to what you, you know, your earlier question about the mindset you had then and the mindset you had now, because it, it is a journey. You know, entrepreneurship is a journey. Mindset is a journey. And, and so 
it, it, it's really seeing that progression add that you know, you've already you've already boosted yourself by by recording something that you've, you've done well that day and then you get that extra boost of looking at how far you've come since last year or the year before and if you've not you know if you, you're listening to this and you've only had a business three months then look at where you were at last week look at where you were at last month it actually the, the time lapse doesn't matter you will be amazed at how far you've come and that just always gives well certainly gives me a boost and, and as I said I, I, I do force my clients to do it because it's just such a powerful exercise yeah I, I love that I absolutely love that and I think that's the thing there's so many people and you know high achievers are a big thing in the entrepreneur world and I am definitely one of them um, and actually when we're like okay well I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this launch and then you get to the launch you've done it and you're like I'm gonna do this and you just constantly move from one to the other to the other you don't ever take that time do you you don't ever take that time to say wow I've just done a launch, you know, it doesn't matter how many people signed up, what you did, that's a big step. So I absolutely love that practice. I think I might start that myself, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, and how did you really step into that CEO mindset? Like, what does that CEO mindset look like to you? So I think the, you know, the piece that we've talked about, confidence is, is, is key to that. I think that... <laughs> There are a couple of things. There's all those little moments that you celebrate um, and that you recognize and, and you start to see that actually I can do this or, you know, or I want to do this. And you, you just start to believe in yourself. So I really think that is, is the basis of it. I think as you then progress down your journey, a CEO mindset is also, I don't have to do everything myself or I can take a rest or I can ask for help. So I think that what starts absolutely at the beginning where it's quite normal for you to be maybe the only person working your business and about kind of self-worth, self-belief and some of that inner work becomes, okay, what does, what does growth look like both for me as a person, but also, you know, for your business and how can you, you know, there's no um, award for doing it all. And, and, and you know, I think it, it's really important that as, as we look to grow our businesses, and again, this can be for personal and professional, right? You know, it can be that you might need a little bit more help in the home so that you can, you know, work a few more hours or whatever it might be. But it's, it's stepping into that idea that being a CEO means being the visionary, being the leader and not always necessarily being the doer. And the reason I start with the confidence piece is you can't do that if you're not confident in yourself. Because if you're not confident in yourself, it becomes very difficult to delegate. It becomes very difficult to let go of things. So you have to be confident in what you've built and then take a step out. And honestly, I mean, you know, all of this mindset work is hard, but it's where I see, particularly amongst women, the biggest pushback. Like, oh no, 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 I've got I've got to do that. I've got to be the one that does that. Or, you know, oh, you know, it's going to take me too long to explain to so-and-so or whatever it might be. And so it's, it's really, it's a struggle. It is a struggle, but it is really important to step into that, to that role if you, if you want to grow. And again, I mean, personally and, and from a business sense. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's a lot of people who do try and go alone for a long time, like much longer than they should be. Um, and I know definitely, you know, one of the things that was on my vision board was hiring a VA. Like that was one of the things that I wanted to get to that space where I was like, yes, I'm ready to hire a VA. And actually doing that probably before I needed one was a really great step because you take that 
you know, you, and, and then I did find it hard, you know, I did find it hard passing on, you know, I can spend hours on Canva. I'll put my hands up to that. I can spend hours on Canva. I love Canva, but actually that's not needle moving business strategy. So actually being able to be confident again, to delegate, confident to be, in, you know, confident in those decisions. And I think a lot of the times I see what I've seen in my clients is that they've gone from being this employee. So they've not necessarily been a CEO or, you know, a very you know, leader, I suppose I'll, I'll say leader, but they've gone from being this employee to this like CEO of their business. And they're like, I've never done this. Like, what does that look like? And I suppose you obviously get that too with your clients, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing you said kind of about, about your own story that I think is so pertinent is doing it before you're ready and, and kind of having the confidence and the belief in yourself that if you take this leap, if you hire that VA, if you outsource this piece of work that, it it will come back you know it'll come back and and, and reap the rewards that, that you expect it to reap because if you wait until you're ready you've almost waited too long it's almost too late yeah exactly and when is when are you ever ready like <laughs> at the end exactly. of the day <laughs> so kind of moving on a little bit to business and it still involves mindset of course but what's one thing that you wish you had known when you began your business journey that you kind of know now what would that be? It would be that it's okay to ask for help. You mentioned it earlier that you're kind of sort of that classic type A high achiever. I'm exactly the same. And I wanted to do it myself. I, and, and not, you know, in some cases for negative reasons, I wanted to do it myself because I wanted to be able to say, you know, I was self-made. I'd done it all myself. Uh, and I was in some cases ashamed or embarrassed to ask for help or embarrassed that I didn't know stuff. So there were kind of various reasons why I, 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 wanted to do it myself or I didn't ask for help and honestly it would have been particularly in, in my first business I, I learned that mistake and, and then rectified it a little bit with with this business but it would have been so much faster if I'd worked with someone who had done what I wanted to do and could support and advise me on the journey and so it doesn't have to be paid help you know I'm just going to put it out there to, to all the listeners it does not have to be paid help but look for people who can support you in this journey yeah and I think that's sometimes you know it's sometimes another limiting belief really isn't it bringing it back to that mindset where you, you're almost like well I have to do this I have to do this all by myself because it's my business it's my baby and actually you know when you allow that flow to happen that's when you can be creative and make all these amazing ideas and you know I I found this block so much when I started because I was like hang on I signed up to be a coach and now I'm pretty much being a market a market like I'm marketing myself all the time like I'm now you know I'm now not doing what I signed up to do and actually getting the help in that way and like you said it doesn't always have to be paid it could be podcasts it could be I, I, I don't I I wouldn't even like to know how many webinars I've signed up to free webinars <laughs> but, but actually stepping out of your your you know stepping out of your zone of genius takes you away from that so giving someone else their zone of genius to help you is so important isn't it yeah definitely definitely and, and sometimes you know honestly some of my best mentors are books you know some of my best mentors don't even know they're my mentors right <laughs> like 
it, 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 you know, I think it's very, you know, obviously, you know, both of us sitting here are obviously a big believer in, in the idea of coaching and, and, and paid for advice. Of course we are. That, that's part of the reason we do what we do. But I think, you know, for those of you slightly earlier in the journey or without the budget, there are lots of ways of getting help. I think the key really is asking for it or searching for it rather than um, needing to, you know, pay thousands of, of pounds or dollars for it. Yeah. And being brave, brave to do that sure and I, I kind of think you passed upon this question but what would you I, I hate the word failure nothing's ever a failure it's always a lesson but we're, I'm going to call it a failure for this but what's your kind of biggest so-called failure in inverted commas um, and what did you learn from it yeah I, I actually I love this question and particularly as you said the what did you learn for it from it and um, every month I ask my clients to complete uh, what I call a retrospective where of course I ask them first to share their wins because as we've already alluded to celebrating your wins is just so important and then I ask them to share the struggles or disappointments they've had that month and what they've learned from it and I, I really believe as, as, as I you know I, I believe you do that it's in those learnings that we're able to grow kind of personally or, or professionally um, as for me, well, you know, like, like all of us, I've, I've had many, many failures in business and in life. But I think if I had to sum, summarize it, if that's the right word, nine times out of 10, it comes down to not trusting myself or my intuition, which I guess comes back to that confidence piece, you know, we've been, we've been talking about throughout. And actually, even last night, you know, a, a mini failure that, that, that happened quite recently, I asked my husband to help me with a, a financial model that I was building for a client because I thought maybe... I was doing it wrong or that I might have missed something really obvious and I basically you know lacked confidence I wasn't believing myself and as he very very patiently took me through it actually as he was talking I realized oh I, I know all of this and and was of course I was incredibly grateful for his support I actually didn't really need his help um and then it really just came down to to backing myself and uh, and being confident in my abilities to do something even if I you know quote unquote fail or get it wrong and so I uh, yeah I think that that trusting my intuition or not trusting my intuition nine times out of ten is 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 the reason for any potential kind of failures or struggles or disappointments yeah so true and I literally have recorded a podcast that's going to go out before this one so they would have heard this before but actually um talking about the confidence to say no and and a lot of the time we say yes because we don't listen into actually what we what we are dying to say you know we're dying to say no don't do this or this feels wrong or you're not you know this isn't right or do this and actually listening to that intuition and I said you know I took this from Marie Forleo actually and kind of shifted it with a couple of clients because it really worked for them. But I always ask like, is this going to make you grow or is this going to make you low and really tapping into that intuition. And it comes back to that trust, doesn't it? You know, like trusting intuitively that you have actually got this. Um, and I, I literally went through the same, you know, I sat down to write my emails for my challenge and I was like, I can't do this. I can't write these emails. What do I need to put? What do I need to do? What's the triggers? And I, and my mind went crazy and I was like Beck just write the emails there's no right or wrong here like it's coming from you just write them and I sat there and I I pretty much wrote them in about half an hour because I just allowed that trust to happen so I love that you said that so much <laughs> um what are the kind of best resources and this could be books it could be podcasts it could be people whatever that is that's kind of helped you along your journey and along your way yeah, I, I mean, I think it has to be the people. I, I don't care what, what you know your listeners might, might see on Instagram. Entrepreneurship is, is hard. Yes, it has huge upside. I, I really don't want to take anything away from that. But there are some 
pretty low lows and having the right support network around me personally has just been so invaluable. So that's anything from sort of business besties to, you know, a mindset coach to a business coach to a mastermind of like-minded entrepreneurs, having other women. And, and I, you know, I, I, I choose to, to, to sort of surround myself um, with women who, who also understand maybe some of the other challenges that, that we might face in life you know, who know what it's like and that you can talk to them, you can confide in them, you can ask them for advice. And for me, that's 100% the best resource that any business owner can have. And I, I genuinely can say hand on heart, I wouldn't be where I am today without all the, the people who've, I wanted to help me along the way, but more just listened to me along the way, I think probably is the better way of phrasing it. Yeah, I love that. And I was just, uh, I was just having a conversation with my client actually previous to this call. And I was saying sometimes it's literally just that soundboard, isn't it? Like you, because it's very lonely entrepreneurship, like you can spend the whole day in your office by yourself. And yes, you speak to clients over zoom now pretty much most of the time. Um, but you know, it's, it can be very lonely and you're trying to, you're coming up with these great ideas, but actually just having that soundboard to be like, what do you think? Or what do you, you know, how do you think this is going to work? Or, and you know, in my lowest lows, those people have been there for me and have picked me back up. And I think that's exactly what you're, you know, saying here. That's it's so important to have that, isn't it? You know, that connection. <laughs> community um yeah amazing so what was the kind of as we are on the podcast of um women who can and i believe that you are a woman who has <laughs> um what what was that pivotal moment for you where you went from that oh can i do this to oh my god i'm doing this mm. can you remember that do you know that so honestly, I don't think there was one moment. I think for me personally, and it, it will be different for, you know, for everyone, I think it was a series of little moments. So it was from getting my first client to hitting that 100K mark, to hiring a team, to learning that actually, you know, despite the, the, three, um, uh, the three previous kind of statements, that my worth had nothing to do with how many clients I had or how much my business was making, to be able to take time off without thinking that the world would quote unquote end i think all of those moments along my my journey chipped away at the woman who believed she couldn't and 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 you know and still i you know as we've said many times before in this conversation it is a journey there's still there are still parts of me that believe that i can't but that every a little bit like that that my my success journal that every little moment every uh, section of the journey showed me that actually hang on a second I can I, I've got this and 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 that is that's just so powerful and I actually for me personally I wouldn't want it any other way like I I, I love the journey of it yeah I love that I still know that on this business journey I've got other moments ahead of me that'll be like wow like I did that yeah and 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 there's kind of magic in that i think oh yeah for sure i love that answer and i think that's so you know that's so amazing especially for this podcast because i wanted i wanted it to be for women who can like they can believe that they can do things and they can become that woman and i think we like you said that i the word journey has come up so often in this this conversation but actually it is just a journey because we never really get to the end destination, do we? And I always say, you know, when you go on holiday, 
you don't not enjoy the journey to holiday. Like you don't, you know, you don't get in the car and you're miserable and then you don't have anything to drink at the airport. And then you, you know, you, you have the best journey ever on the way to the holiday. So actually we need to start treating our journey like that because that is the, that is the time and space that we're in. You know, we never get to that end destination. So I love that you kind of have said that about the journey. Um, so yeah, magical. I love it. <laughs> um, what would you, what would be like the biggest myth that you would love to absolutely bust in the entrepreneur women world? <laughs> I think it would be what you need to get to, I'm going to say your first six figures, but it actually doesn't matter. You know, it could be what you need to get to get your first client or from go from six figures to multiple six figures or even seven figures. It's, it's just, it's this idea that, you know, what I think that you hear quite a lot is around working long hours, the hustle. It's around having, I don't know, 10K Instagram followers or, you know the blue tick by your name it's around complicated email funnels or, or paid ads and I think all of these things they're all tools and tactics that yes you know I'll be completely honest with you work I mean other than the long work days I think that, that should be managed but they do work in principle but actually as far as I'm concerned it comes down to three things one we have discussed of course at length today which is mindset you know believing in yourself if you believe in yourself then you know you can have the perfect strategy and I'm sure you know this this leads very much to kind of I think you know what you put out into the world you can have the perfect strategy but if you're constantly doubting yourself you're not going to get very far so that mindset believing in yourself is possibly the most important thing when it comes to business growth so I think it's so easy to be like oh well if I show up on Instagram every day and do Instagram stories then you know I'm going to get a six-figure business but actually behind the scenes you'll you, you know you don't believe that I'm afraid it's not going to happen I think the other two things which of course I focus a lot on in my work is, is strategy you know who are you serving what are you selling them why should they buy from you where, where can you find them you know the, the, those key uh, simple it has to be said um elements of strategy that i think people just sort of gloss over like you know in an attempt to get their ten thousand followers on instagram they forget that there are actually people behind that and you need those people to be interested in what you're doing um so you know strategy in, in the simplest sense of the word um, and systems, you know, rinse and repeat systems so that you can find new people, sell to new people, so you can deliver your services to new people. Um, and, and that, I guess, feeds into not working long work days is that if you've got that in place. So I think there's a lot of hype about the kind of 50,000 things that you need to do. And I really believe that if you get those three things sorted, the rest will come. I'm not saying you won't then maybe start doing paid ads or having email funnels. I'm just saying like get the basics sorted and you can easily go, you know, you can definitely of course get your first clients, but you can easily get to six figures and multiple six figures with just those three, you know, elements in place. Yeah, I love that. And I think it can be so overwhelming, can't it, for when people are coming in and they're like, okay, well, this coach is doing Pinterest and this coach is doing a podcast and this coach is doing Twitter and this coach is doing LinkedIn and you're like, where do I start? You know, like that feeling of it's just complete overwhelm, isn't it? But actually doing a couple of things really goddamn well. And, you know, consistency is, is a word that I use all the time, um, consistently and confidently, and then not burning out, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're so right. It's like, don't try and do all the things. Don't try and be all things to all people. Just do a few things really, really well, and, and then believe in yourself. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So to wrap up, um, let the listeners know three fun facts about you. So we won't talk about business or mindset, <laughs> but three fun facts. <laughs> 
Okay, so number one, I I can't watch a movie more than once. So if I know that it's going to happen, then I just cannot sit through it again. I I, I don't know why. But the weird exception to the rule, and I couldn't even explain why because I don't think this movie is particularly phenomenal, is that I've actually watched Guardians of the Galaxy three times. And yeah, I, as I said, I, I've got no idea right why. I, I remember watching the first time, I've watched it once with my brother, and I've happily sat through it three times. But there is, unless I've forgotten that I've watched a movie, which my husband will tell you is quite frequent, I won't sit through a movie a second time because I'm just like, oh, well, if I know what's going to happen, it kind of ruins it. You would not be welcome in my household because I think I've watched The Holiday about, uh, there's a series of films that I've watched over, I'd probably say over 50 times. <laughs> but you are welcome in my household. <laughs> but yeah. That would kill me. Um, fun fact number two, uh, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a hairdresser. So I never really pursued it and I can't actually remember what happened. Maybe I just grew out of the idea and of course instead became a strategy consultant when I left uni, which isn't quite the same thing at all. But I remember being interviewed for my primary school, no, my secondary school. And the headmistress asked me what I wanted to be when, when I grew up and I said a hairdresser. And then she actually came up to my parents afterwards and said it was so refreshing because everyone had said they wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or you know, one of those things. And I'd been the only people you know the only girl out of I don't know maybe she'd done 50 interviews that day who'd kind of come up with anything different and yeah I'd said I'd wanted to be a hairdresser my parents were actually mortified I don't know why I think probably because they expected me to say doctor or lawyer or one of these things to try and get into this school and I said like, yeah I want to be a hairdresser I love that I absolutely love that <laughs> the innocence of kids um, yeah, I know I know um and my third fun fact is Oh, I know. I'm I'm absolutely obsessed with Eminem, which I think surprises people. So he is by far my favourite music artist or rapper or whatever you want to call it. And he was the first concert I ever went to. And I've seen him a, a couple more times. And yeah, he blows me away every time. I can pretty much rap to most of his songs, which is probably even more. So yeah, that's a, a fun and I think often quite surprising fact for most people when they meet me. That has surprised me. Let's do a song right now. No, I don't. <laughs> Let's wrap it out to finish. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I've, I could literally speak to you for like another three hours, I'm sure. But um, where can people find you? What have you got going on at the moment? Let me uh, let my listeners know. I'd love for them to get in, you know, in contact with you. Absolutely. Yeah, so I tend to hang out most on Instagram. So I'm at Mrs. Sophie Thorne on Instagram. I have actually a, a free guide, how to get your first 5K, kind of in the link in my bio at the moment. So that's a really good introduction, I guess, to the way that I work and, and the way that I do things. And yeah, if you come sort of follow me or come say hi and, and let me know that, that you heard me on the podcast. Yeah, sounds good. And I'll put everything in the um, in the show notes anyway, so you can just you know, don't have to go searching. You can just click and there you are. <laughs> so thank you so, so much for joining me today. I cannot wait for everyone to hear this podcast and I hope you've took something away, whether it's a big aha moment or something really tiny that you can then start to put into your, into your day, into your business. Um, and I'll see you all soon for the next interview. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast got some mini takeaways and can really step into your best confidence self today. If you've enjoyed our interview, please make sure you're sharing it on social media or with your business besties. And just to remind you, I've got my Let's Get Visible 
three-week intensive to get you showing up online, using video on social media, and stepping into your confident self. I have three spots left for October. So if you want to know more information, send me a DM on Instagram. Links in the show notes. Bye.